What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe. I'm here with my boy, Quad A. Quad A, how you doing? How's it? How's life? You know? Happy 420. <laughs> Today's a good day. Today was the best day in a long time. So, you know, I can't complain about anything that's going on in life right now. I'm best on a day high. in a long time. Can you yeah, share? Man. Share. We were just talking. I didn't even know it was the best day in a long time. What's going on? I don't want to get too political or throw anyone away, but you know you saw that 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 case. Oh and that yeah, of it. today was so, a good day for that. Yeah, Fuck that so, dude. You know, right. So uh, that's that's definitely the biggest high right now. Second high, I put two interviews in a row, which I don't haven't done that in a long time. So happy about that. You did two interviews, you said. Two video, two YouTube videos in a row. So I had oh, one yesterday, I had one today. So you know, consistency is key. So I had Hell to yeah, put them out. Hell yeah. That's real good. Good fucking shit, Quade. Let's get you around with applause right here. <laughs> I gotta use the soundboard more. I just think about it. I'm like, it's right there. I gotta find ways to use it more. Anywho, uh, so today is episode 62. It's a wrestling episode. Um, actually, I forgot to tell you this, but I'm gonna tell you now and everyone listening. Next week, we're not going to do a wrestling episode. I wanted to rearrange the numbers of, like, you know, episode order. So I needed to change it up. So episode 69 will be for the pop culture side. I feel like I could talk about some funny stuff and 69 in that same one more than I can with wrestling. So no wrestling episode next week just for that stupid little thing of changing out the order. Um, but on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some news. We're going to talk about... You know, it's, you know, the general shit that's been going on in the wrestling world, like people getting released. That's the biggest fucking thing. That is the hugest thing that came out of last week. That's actually going to be our main focus after we get uh, some of the other pieces out of the way. So when it comes to the releases, we're going to talk about who got released in 2020 and 2021, how we would have booked them if they stayed at WWE, and then what we want to see from them now. So that'll be the main focus after we get through the other pieces of news throughout the show. With all that being said, let's cut into this episode. So... There's, there's been a lot of things, you know, certain numbers, certain people joining, leaving, all that good stuff. Uh, possible returns. One of those that I just saw, I'm like, this would be a little interesting to talk about, just to hear for a little quick second. Apparently, Wade Barrett has teased that, you know, an in-ring return could be a thing. You know, it might happen in WWE. I mean, why not? I mean, the dude should, it would be pretty cool, in my opinion. Uh, but he said, like, in this little interview he did after the bell, he did that. Uh, with Vic Joseph. I guess Corey Graves doesn't do it anymore. I don't know. I've never listened to it. Like, I feel like if it's a WWE podcast, I don't trust it. But I do know that the New Day has one, and I kind of want to listen to it because it's the New Day. But I don't know. It's WWE. Um, so, Wade Barrett coming back at some point, I'd be down for it. I always like Wade Barrett. He was, like, my favorite one out of the Nexus. 
And, you know, he had a lot of potential. I felt like the bad news Barrett character was dumb at first, but then got really entertaining for a while. And then I felt like he just really didn't wrestle after that. I don't know where he popped up besides the fact that he was doing commentary for NWA Power, and that was it. But what's, what's your take on that? I, I'm fine with a Wade Barrett come back. He always had so much potential. Oh, yeah, I love to see him. That's one person, that's one of the people who's like, you know, Potential really got wasted uh, thanks to, you know, the whole Cena Nexus stuff going on during that time. But, you know, I feel like that could be fixed easily if they just, you know, use him, um, use him properly. And we see people who have success like Wade Barrett, Sheamus, and like people from like, the UK now or Europe who's getting more success. Wade Barrett could be one of those people. I feel like he's one of those guys who could follow a Drew Path. He's already, he's already at NXT, so, I mean, why not just have a few matches there then send him back to uh, – Raw, SmackDown, preferably SmackDown, and then and, and, uh, do something, you know, something interesting. Yeah. You know, I forgot, um, you know, he was a part of the League of Nations. Like, that was something. Uh, yeah. That was kind of cool, which is also kind of like a WWE 12-like thing that they had going on there where he won the WWE Championship from Rey Mysterio in that, like, in the WWE 12 when that was uh, when they had Rhodes WrestleMania. Uh, but... It would be fucking cool to see him go out there, yeah, because, like, look at it. A lot more European wrestlers are getting a chance on the main roster. Look at Drew, obviously. So it would be nice. I just checked on Cage Match, and his last match was on Raw. It was the New Day (laughs) versus King Barrett and Sheamus of of the, the League of Nations. And that was it. So he never did any indie things. He just stopped wrestling. And then he did NWA power commentary. Now he's doing NXT commentary. Yeah. Wade Bear definitely would be nice. And it sucks too because the Nexus was one of those things for sure that ended way too quickly. And, you know, I fucking love John Cena, but, you know, the stories of him being a big catalyst to end it, you know, it makes sense why, like, you know, a lot of people are upset with that still. And I am too because they were pretty good. Like, that was some cool shit. I still can't believe they fired Daniel Bryan for cho- for choking uh, Josh Matthews, but uh, it is what it is, I guess. Or wait, no, it's not Josh Matthews. Who was it? Um, I always forgot his name. Uh, I think it was Justin Roberts, right? Justin Roberts. There you go. The dapper yeah. yapper, as you, as Mr. <laughs> Jr. would say. So, yeah, wait, Barrett. That'd definitely be a good one. I would definitely be invested into that. Uh releases but not the wwe ones yet that's our that's our last piece uh ivalice you remember ivalice right you know she was doing that stuff on AEW. she was big in lucha underground she was with wwe for a little bit well apparently she got let let go by AEW. her tweet says history repeats itself and unfortunately i speak up about mistreatment and i get and Get let go. That's what it says. That's life. Uh, so essentially, I guess she was being mistreated some way, somehow. Apparently, this has happened in the past, and she brought it up, and they released her. Um, I don't know. I could see Ivelisse, like, you know, I never thought she was really bad. It wasn't until that one moment in AEW where she was wrestling Thunder Rose. I don't know if you saw that, where she, like, like was supposed to take a bump, and she just looked bored out of her mind taking a bump. Uh, but I don't know. I never really saw any major appeal besides, like, she's decent enough in the ring. Uh, maybe she did cooler stuff in Lucha Underground that I didn't pay attention to that I want to get into at some point. And I, like, briefly, briefly remember her time to WWE. But it's, like, 
I don't know. Maybe it's your fault. I don't know. Actually, no, that's a horrible thing to say. Maybe it's not your fault, but who knows? Like, I would love to know what this mistreatment that she's talking about, because that's fucked up. Like, that should be probably spoken about at some point. But I don't know. Maybe she just, like, doesn't get... I don't know. Maybe she's just not good enough. I don't. I can't tell. Because WWE didn't want her. Now AEW doesn't want her. What, what do you think about this? I don't know too much about her past. I know some people say you know she had a trouble past, whatever, or like history with doing this kind of stuff. So I don't. I don't know. I didn't care to look into it. Um, so I know there's probably something that you know she probably did something backstage or something like that. But at the same time, it's like you know, if someone's getting mistreated, you know, wonder what is the cause behind that because. Yeah, of course, she could be lying or like overreacting, but at the same time, she could be telling the truth. And then, you know, yeah, they would let her go for I don't who knows. Like, they, I guess it might just be one of those unfortunate situations where you lie too much that people don't believe you no more, like the boy who cried wolf. So, um, I don't know, I don't know that that situation seems something that is there's definitely more to it than what we know. Um, and yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, like, you know, when I, like, I feel bad when I said, like, yo, it's your fault, you know, but, you know, it's probably, like, who knows, like, it could be, it might not be, like, she might be over-exaggerating, but if it's, it seems like she kind of has this weird past that now it's not really working for her anywhere. I don't know, maybe just wrestling isn't the place for her, I can't tell, but she fucking loves it, I don't know. Uh, most she did in AEW is they won the tag team division, the women's tag yeah, team yeah. thing that went on for some reason that was weird um, and just <laughs> not worth it at all. But Ivelisse is gone. Sorry. Maybe she'll pop up at, like, I don't know, MLW. Uh, AEW, since we're talking about that, they got their highest ratings since their debut. They drew 1,219,000 viewers. And they didn't have NXT to compete with. NXT, we're, you know, we're recording this episode right now on a Tuesday. I'm going to release it tomorrow. Um, so AEW didn't have NXT to compete with. NXT goes on Tuesdays now. And last week they drew 805,000 viewers, which I guess is a little bit good for an NXT compared to their Wednesday numbers where it was looking pretty shitty. Uh, sometimes, this is like some like what AEW was sometimes getting on a Wednesday. So... Wednesday nights by themselves. They got a million. That's what I was expecting to happen on the first Wednesday alone. That's what I was hoping for. I did not. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect them to hit a million. I thought they were going to hit like 900, high 800 something. But they hit a million. And the, the point that I think the the, pad, the bad part about it is that they hit a million on probably one of the week episodes that, they, that, they, that they've had. But looking through the hour by hour rating, um, it didn't drop that much, so people. I guess people. I guess I guess people are interested in seeing Matt Hardy versus Darby Allen in the in the in the main event match. I know I wasn't. I watched it anyway, but I guess people are out there doing this kind of stuff. But beyond that fact, I'm happy that they hit a mill, and I hope it just retains. You know, I hope they stay above one mill going forward because this is the path to to beating Raw ratings. Honestly, they they had 1.2, then Raw probably had like. I don't know that the lowest they ever had was like one point five, I think. So Ada was catching up. They could really, they could easily beat Raw one day. Um, so I happy to see that. Hell yeah, it would be fucking sick for them to start just you know beating Raw because that's the one thing about Raw. They need to fucking lose. They need to fucking lose because once AEW actually starts getting consistent millions of viewers, 
maybe, you know, he'll, uh, Mr. Vince McMahon will actually give a shit. But who knows? A lot of people are saying now with the releases that happen, it just kind of shows, like, you know, Vince McMahon isn't really threatened by AEW, especially, like, with the people that they got that were released. But I would love for them to stay on a million viewers. AEW deserves it. I don't want another repeat of a WCW or a TNA, you know, where it's like it just never really competed enough with the mogul that is the WWE. So, you know what? Fucking fuck them. And congrats to AEW. Uh, Okay, talking about Impact, because I just mentioned them for a hot second. Um, Mauro Ronaldo, you know. Mamma Mia, motherfucker. <laughs> I was thinking about maybe adding that as a soundboard, but after a while, that got, he, he just got a, kind of annoying. I don't know. I, I kind of digged it, not going to lie. I was one of those people like, yo, this dude, like, he's been the voice of sports for a long time, like MMA, boxing. But he just, I never knew how over the top he could fucking get, especially NXT just showed that. Uh, but he's going to call the match between Kenny Omega and Rich Swan, which I believe... Is this weekend. That's kind of fucking cool that he's going to be there. I would actually like him to be on commentary. I know they have Matt Stryker, which I'm really happy about. I've always liked Matt Stryker. And they got D'Lo Brown. I haven't heard D'Lo Brown's commentary, (laughs) but I don't think it's bad. But if they, I don't know, they could do a three-man team, if anything. They don't need to get rid of him. But this might be just a one-off thing. Who knows? But maybe they might get him. And that looks good if... If also, if Impact could get, like, you know, the stars that got released here, that would be great, too. But we'll get into that. Uh, but, yeah, what do you think about that one? Uh, I'm in the boat of he's kind of annoying. But, you know, it's one match. I could, I could deal with one match. So, I'm not going to complain. But I think AW, AW, Impact definitely needs to pick me up in terms of commentary. Hey, like, yeah, Matt Stryker and D'Lo is not bad. It's bad, it's bad than Josh Matthews, but it's still not top quality, you know? But at the same time, I don't think there's any commentary team in wrestling that is, like, great. <laughs> Hell yeah. They're, I, I really can't. Um, on top of that, you know, I can actually combine the next three instead of, you know, going on to all these separate things. Uh, the next piece, I'll combine this into it. Because, uh, you know, Mauro Ronaldo, who's going to do this for Impact, and then now on Raw, we got Adin, Adin, um, <laughs> I can't really pronounce his name. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Adin Verk. Um, he's on Raw. He's the new face of Raw for Raw commentary. He used to be working for ESPN. They fired him last year. Um, and now Adin, 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 I'm pretty sure is how it says it. I might be wrong. Anywho, he's on Raw. And Pat McAfee is now on SmackDown. Uh, very interesting changes on Raw with the commentary and definitely on SmackDown for sure. I know when we found out Samoa Joe wasn't going to be on Raw commentary anymore, I was like, ah, I know what's happening. They're going to, they're going to put him against some, they're going to put him against Roman Reigns. And that obviously didn't fucking happen. But um, at the very least, I'm excited about Pat McAfee. I've liked Pat McAfee. I listened to his podcast here and there. Um, Pat McAfee, obviously, really into wrestling. Obviously had two fucking dope-ass matches. One against Adam Cole and one against the Undisputed Era in War Games. So having Pat McAfee on SmackDown seems really good for that A-show. Because SmackDown is the A-show. Other people who say anything else is fucking wrong. Uh, so what do you think? What do you take on the wrong SmackDown side of things when it comes to commentary and wrestling? I feel like, I feel like okay, the guy on Raw, um, I don't know. 
I didn't work. Let's say that. Or work. Yeah. Work. <laughs> yeah. I, I can say that I'm not. I've, okay. Last week I was like, I'm not a fan of this guy. Because, you know, he he, come, he came. He's, he was also in the MLB the next way. I could tell by his voice. He has a very baseball-y commentary voice that's like high pitch. He's like he's ready to call like a home run or something. And it wasn't working for me the first week overall. Last yesterday, it was a little bit better, but at the same time, I couldn't really tell the difference between him and Brian Saxon. The, both of their voices were like meshing together. So kind of, yeah. Like I, all I could hear was Corey Graves. Not I don't want to hear Corey Graves talk all night <laughs> long. So that was, that was weird. Um, but Pat McAfee. At first, I was like, "This is when we first started talking. I'm like, this is an interesting choice because this, this is not like your ideal commentator." But he really, uh, I, I like, I like, I like, I like uh, Pat McAfee on SmackDown. Him and Michael Cole works really well for each other, and like, it's a, it's a perfect because he, he's like a huge commentator, and like Corey Graves, I guess, is a huge commentator, but Corey Graves is just weird sometimes. But yeah, traditional heel. He has like you can tell he's like. I don't know. I, I just like him a little bit more, and it brings the different take. There's no one that sounds like him. So he it's, does it's, also it's, sound very interesting. Like I've always listened yeah. to his podcast, and that's one type of like you know you get used to the voice. But hearing him actually color commentate was like it sounds so interesting coming from his voice, just like the sound, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he just sounds like he's there to have fun, and that he's he makes the product seem interesting more, just the tone of his voice and everything. So it's just nice to have him there. Hell yeah. I'm actually really happy they didn't throw him on to Raw because, you know, I, I don't know. I feel after last week, I don't know if I could really get into weekly television from WWE. <laughs> they let me down so fucking much with the Raw after Mania, the SmackDown after Mania, the NXT after Mania. So right now I'm going to like, if I'm going to dedicate my myself to watching any of them, it'll definitely be SmackDown. I also just kind of like, Still don't like that SmackDown's on Fridays anymore because now, you know, we're hitting the summer, people are getting vaccinated, things to do. So if I miss SmackDown on Friday, there's a hard time for me to watch it on Hulu at some point, you know? Uh, But I do love the addition of Pat McAfee because, you know, he just has this voice that works for, you know, somehow. And it's just different, you know? I'm happy commentary got to change because it, it gets boring and stale after a while when you're hearing the same people commentate over and over again uh but hey that's pretty cool marwanalo on impact hopefully he's not too fucking annoying it's one fucking match so it'll be cool to say see him call <laughs> kenny omega i could imagine and uh i guess i need to watch that this weekend uh who do you think what do you think's gonna happen i feel like is it obvious to just assume kenny omega double champ i forgot first of all i forgot the thing was happening until now and uh it, it, it kind of makes sense for I, I, I would assume Kane's gonna win, but maybe there's like a DQ finish or something. I don't know, because it seems way too obvious that Kane's gonna win. But I was, he's not gonna lose clean to Rich Swan of all people, so yeah. you'll see. I'm interested at the very least because you know uh, this is this has been an interesting working relationship with AEW and Impact and quote unquote somehow maybe I don't know New Japan. I feel like since that Kenta match. Um, it kind of, it's kind of died down a while now. All I just know is like, okay, the Good Brothers work both Raw. I mean, Raw. They they work Impact in AEW, and Kenny Omega shows up sometimes on AEW. That's the only thing that's really come out of this so far. So uh, I'm I'm hoping 
maybe this spices things up a bit. You know, I'm hoping something else happens. Like, you know, Kenny Omega gets the Impact World title. Now he wants maybe the TNA World title. So he goes against Moose, who I'm pretty sure is still the TNA champion down there um, since they brought it back. So now he has three belts. Maybe he'll go against uh, whoever, uh, Will Ospreay. That could be interesting. But, you know, maybe they're waiting for the summer for more things to get crazier. I don't know. I would hope so. But let's see what happens there. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Talking about the summer. Summer Slam. Summer Slam. WWE is planning to have a live crowd. Um, I guess we're expecting the same thing we got at Mania. They're probably going to Florida or Texas. But since it's the summer and Summer Slam is an August thing, there might be a lot more places that are open to having people. I mean, think about it. MLB, all the stadiums are open for the most part at some form of capacity. Here in New York, we got MSG open to, I think, like 20, 25% capacity. Uh, so maybe a, uh, SummerSlam is going to be somewhere cool. I would be cool if it was in New York. By August, I'd probably go to it. Like, you know, that would be sick. But it, SummerSlam with fans. That'll be probably the first time we'll get fans since WrestleMania. And maybe that might start off where we're getting consistent fans again. What is your opinion on this? I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, uh, looking at the cases that came out of the Mania show, you know. But uh, I guess at the end of the day, to you, to each their own. If you want to go, you want to go, you know, take the risk. Um, Hopefully by August, things are better, though. So, yeah, I think... I hope it's not Florida. I'm getting sick of the state. Uh, uh, Texas <laughs> is fine. Um, anywhere else, it's not Florida. I really don't care. Um, it has to be somewhere hot, somewhere that doesn't rain too often because I don't think we need any more rain delays. Luckily, it's the summer. Just do um, it in a just do it in a place that doesn't need a closed dome. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, an open dome. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna probably be some baseball stadium, most likely. Yeah, probably. Have they listed uh, how many COVID cases came out of Mania? Has that number been a thing yet? There's still probably some time. It's only yeah. been like a week. A week. I, I, all I know is I saw one tweet of someone going to say, yeah, I tested positive. Uh, go get tested, guys. And I'm just like, he he obviously must have had it before he got there because it came like a few days after Mania. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't seen big, any big numbers yet, though. Yeah, you know, that that that's hopeful. But at the same time, when they were going camera to camera, every fucking crowd shot, there was 20,000 people, <laughs> you know, not wearing fucking masks. I know that's an exaggerated number. But, like, so many people were just like, oh, mask, what are those? You know, it's fucking Florida. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. mask in Florida. Yeah, but hey, shit, if they did it in New York, it'd still be just as bad, too. It's, it's, I mean, things are getting better, but at the same time, it's still maybe not the best idea to have so many people close to each other still without masks, but that's America for you. <laughs> uh, final thing, MLW signs with Vice TV. MLW is Major League Wrestling. Uh, Major League Wrestling is predominantly a YouTube federation at the moment. You know, they, they've been on YouTube for a while, and they were on some type of sports channel. I'm forgetting the name, but I feel like it was like a British or Canadian channel. And 
Now they got the sign uh, deal with Vice TV. People who know Vice probably know because Dark Side of the Ring happens on there. Uh, so now they're going to be on a channel where already wrestling fans get exposed to it. Whether you're a current wrestling fan or maybe a fan who just likes wrestling history or maybe you're an old uh, WWE head that likes the dark side of the ring. So maybe seeing ads for MLW might excite them. There's some cool people on there. You got like ACH, you got Brian Pillman Jr., uh, Calvin Tankman, Leo Rush. Uh, there's a lot of good people there. I want to find more time to watch MLW, but life is busy and there's already so much wrestling you need to watch to begin with. But I'm excited that we got a place like MLW on a nice channel uh, that people can actually tune into. Yeah, yeah I, I used to watch a little bit MLW early. When was it? I don't even know. It was like before the pandemic. I was when I was getting more into wrestling again. I used to watch MLW for a little bit. I think it was when the time AEW started. Um, yeah, I like MLW. I like I like Jacob Fatu, Jeff Fatu. I like yeah, Kirk, uh, yeah. what's this guy's name? Tom Filthy Lar. Lawler, oh, Tom Lawler. Lawler, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few, there's a few names on there that I like. So I'm happy about this. You know, I don't, I don't watch as often as I would like to, but um, if it's on Vice TV, I mean, of course I'm gonna check it out. That support. I mean, even though my technically, I just found out that my view doesn't affect ratings. You need like a Nielsen box something like that. I, I did not know that, uh, but you know, is that for every? <laughs> is, is that is that actually the case for every? No, right? No I, I way. I, I don't know because I, I was wondering because I was like. I want, um, yeah, I had no clue. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch AEW tonight to get in my view, but someone said that was not true. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> Part of me wants to say I don't think that's true. I don't know. This is actually something I could learn now with my job, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. I feel like the nation, the networks know when someone's on, right? You yeah. know. That's, that's, like, that's I feel what like, I said. I feel like they have to know through, like, you know, contracts with the providers that their station is on. That's what I want to think. The same thing goes with, like, um, if you watch it on, like, the website. I feel like they're definitely collecting data, even if you watch a live stream, like, off of, like, TNT or USA uh, Network.com. So, mm, I don't yeah. know how true that is. I don't know how true that is. But either we try. I kind of do the same thing. Not gonna lie. Like I, <laughs> even if I'm not gonna watch AEW, like I'll start watching the first hour, and then I start like doing like, I don't know, I'll play like Fortnite or some bullshit. Um, I just leave it on in the background still. <laughs> like I just like yeah. literally like I'll switch inputs, but not turn off my cable box. I'm like they're getting my fucking view at ten o'clock. So I feel like definitely uh, the. Nielsen boxes because those are a thing. Yeah, that is, that's like one way of doing it. I feel like that's just one method. But yeah, definitely want to support MLW and hopefully maybe they could get fucking big. That would be sweet. I mean, they have their production. The value is pretty good. Not gonna lie, um, they do a good job. They it feels professional. So that would be cool to see them and see them grow yeah. again because they were they were once a thing one e when ecw was over they actually kind of like stepped up in a way they uh posted on youtube during the pandemic uh their mlw the first time they were a thing and they had a lot of fucking cool matches you have people like mike awesome there uh chris da uh, christopher daniels uh, Colby Carino and shit like that. So they had some actual wrestlers back in the day. Jerry Lynn was on there. Just a bunch of people. So it'd be cool to see them get some exposure again. 
Yeah, they, they could easily take that third spot because, I mean, our rich ain't doing that interesting. So that spot is pretty much open for, like, anyone who wants to take it if as for uh, a U.S. promotion. So I'd like to see them do it. I mean, Impact, oh, yeah. I, forgot, I forgot Impact existed. Wow. It's still an <laughs> easy spot to take. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I still can't. I won't take Impact's, well, I don't know, it's hard to say it in a pandemic, but, like, just put fake crowd noises so it's not just literally people slamming against the fucking mat because I want to watch Impact. They got some good stars on there. But, God, sometimes it's hard just to listen to commentary and the people hitting the ring, you know? Yeah. Now we can talk about the thing I really wanted to talk about, which is these fucking releases. I almost, because I posted the wrestling episode from last week really fucking late. I posted, like, on Friday, you know, and that's just because, like, I've been trying to do a posting schedule when it comes to uh, Instagram, and, like, I wanted the grid to look good and shit like that, and, like, I didn't post right away. It was getting annoying. Um, Like, I've just been so busy. So I posted it late, and I almost, like, added my own like 10 minute intro into the episode saying like how crazy I thought these releases were because they were coming out of nowhere and uh, I figured we'd just wait till now and we could talk about it so let's get into it 2021 releases we're going to talk about 2020 but we'll just talk about 2021 for a hot second and then we could go into more detail so the releases this year just mind-blowing Samoa Joe that's def- like that was a late one too, because like we got announced that you know Tucker got released, uh, Chelsea Green, Billy Kay, but I was like, okay, damn, that fucking sucks, and out of nowhere, Samoa fucking Joe, you got Mickey James, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Chelsea Green, Wesley Blake, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, and Mojo Rowley. Uh, that I mean, that's still not as much, many people as it was last year on the same fucking date, April 15th. But apparently there might be more. But, oh, man. It's, those, oh, man, it's, the, when I first, like, I was, what was I doing? I don't know what I was doing. I just was, I wasn't doing anything important that in between wrestling. And then I just got a random alert saying uh, Billy Kay got released. That was the first one I saw. I was just like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. She was just our mania. She used every week in a very She pinned Naomi on that, at mania. Like, I was like, uh, okay. Um, this she, was right. she was getting over. She was getting over. People loved the Iconics. Then they split them up. People were upset. But Billy Kay was getting over by just handing people her resumes and being a fucking clown. And And... That's exactly what threw me off. I was just like, she is very well liked, and well, it seems she's very well liked. She's being used. She's taking what she's given and she's running with it. And you know, they they just hates people who get over by themselves for some reason. They don't like it. I, I don't know why. I think like, that should be the number one thing you should want someone to do is to get over, but apparently not. So, you know, most all these a good half of these releases just didn't make sense to me. Some of them, I was like, all right, you know. I feel bad for you losing a job, but I can see why they released you, but, you know, but yeah. Yeah, like, if we could, like, you know, I'll go one-on-one, I'll talk about each one, and for, like, a second, it's like, you know, I just don't understand why. Like, Samoa Joe. Dude was on commentary for so long, but he was doing a great job. You had this man suffer in the rain all fucking night just to do commentary, and he was one of your best stars that you had, 
People were excited for him to come back. WWE definitely had to have seen the rumors where people were like, oh, he's off commentary. That means he's coming back, right? And then they fucking let him go. Mickey James. I, you know, like, it's it's sad because Mickey James was one of the best, like, women's wrestlers we had back in the day. And, you know, now she's not the same, but she could definitely fucking go if they used her, you know? I Like, Booker T said this on his uh, radio show podcast and like he was like people doubt mickey james but she can fucking go and i believe it and seeing her release i was like damn you could have used her a lot better you i felt like they were trying to at one point too uh Peyton royce i actually like thought something was gonna happen with Peyton royce you know i thought that was gonna be the one in this breakup that they were gonna push more you know they put her with lacey evans and lacey evans got pregnant uh, and then Peyton Royce, you know, she, like, had that nice promo on Raw Talk where she's like, I want to fight with fucking Asuka. And she gets to fight with Asuka, loses. But at the same time, like, she looked good. And they got rid of him. Billy Kay, we just talked about it. Chelsea Green went from NXT, debuted on SmackDown. She's done that before. That's, like, her main thing on Twitter. She talks about how she's debuted on SmackDown, like, twice. <laughs> but who breaks her wrist... And seems hopeful, and they fucking drop her. Zack Ryder's girlfriend right there, or well, fiance, I'm pretty sure. Wesley Blake, you know, a former NXT champion, tag team champion, that is, with uh, Buddy Murphy. Then they fucking made the Forgotten Sons, and they fucking forgot them real quick. And then, boom, now he's gone. Tucker, I had hope in Tucker. Tucker looked like he was getting, he was, like, in developmental in terms of, like, developing into something at some point because you know they did the dumb idea to break up heavy machinery for some fucking reason and that only went on for like a week or two and then they gave up on that idea of like doing anything with them and then we see tucker again on tv for the first time in like a couple of weeks dude lost so much weight changes attire changes look and i really thought there was something gonna happen no they just used him for like random shit like the only other times i think they used him was for just running around, you know, like chasing the 24-7 champ. Uh, Kalisto, they weren't using him well, but he's one of the best fucking high flyers you got. Remember that shit he did to Jey Uso? Uh, you mean? The ladder? They did the <laughs> oh, TLC. Yeah. They did the, uh, the ladder match with the, the, new, the New Day, Sin Cara and Kalisto of the Lucha Dragons, the Usos and shit like that. They put him through with the Selena Del Sol um, through the ladder. Yeah, I remember that now. Dude could have been fucking great. He could have been there, Ray Phoenix, if they let him fucking go, honestly. He was amazing in the indies, and it didn't work out. Bo Dallas. People who thought, for some reason, the rumor was going around that he was the one that wrestled at WrestleMania. I don't know why that was a rumor, but that was Bo Dallas. He could have been fucking something good. They, The Bo Leave gimmick worked in NXT. didn't transfer over in WWE. He was a Miz lackey for a bit. It would have been maybe cool to do a tag team with his brother. You know, that would have been sweet. They ruined that. And then Mojo Rowley. I, I, I never understood the gimmick of Mojo Rowley at all, the appeal, but I, like, kind of did like him. It was, like, one of those things I don't understand, but I kind of liked him because he was very animated, yet it didn't work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like Mojo Rowley, <laughs> to be honest. I remember one time he had this weird promo, I think it was like two years ago, where he was like looking in the mirror with like, the thing on his eye and the mirror was shattered. Yeah. He never capitalized on that at all. <laughs> Which is, I, 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 don't, I don't know what was going on there. And then 
I was never a fan of the hype gimmick either. I thought it was just stupid, um, quite honestly. And then his team with Zach Rat was fine though. But I don't know. He's, that's that's one people who are I was kind of like I kind of saw it coming. If I'm being completely honest, he he wasn't he wasn't bringing anything to the table for me. Made a little lifesaver right now. <laughs> but no, I I definitely um, agree. That's definitely one I saw coming at some point. But I, there's some of these you just like didn't fucking imagine. Oh, man, so let's talk about them and let's 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 go one on let's go one on one on each character. All right, let's start at the end. Mojo Rowley. Honestly, they could have used him for something. I liked him as the hype guy, and you could have just kept him in your mid card for so long as doing that shit. He could have kind of been the white the white <laughs> biggie, you know. The Big E gimmick is great because, you know, he's fun and lovable, but he's a fucking beast. Mojo Rowley could be that, but just white. They could have done that. Pretty much. I guess that, that makes sense. They could, they, could, they could have done that for him. Um, I would if, if he stayed, I would have liked them to go back to that weird gimmick. It reminded me of Horizon Zero Dawn of that game that was on PlayStation 4. And it looked like it could have been something interesting, you know? Um, I'm always a that's fan the one of the with the dinosaurs, right? <laughs> yeah, the one, yeah, that's what I thought I was leaning towards. Somewhere like I see it's I free know. right now, actually. You could just get it, oh, it for is. free, on, I think, on P- on PlayStation. <laughs> Play that game if, if you haven't. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel they could just continue doing that storyline. I think that would have been interesting. Like, I don't know, machines are controlling him. I don't know what the what, what path he was going towards, but that he has a sad uh tendency to stop things before it started, so uh. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Okay. All right, now let's talk about what do you want to see happen now with him. Um, I can't really say I really enjoyed his wrestling. He kind of did this, like, you know, thing where he would, like, kind of, like, do the rear end that Naomi does. I think he kind of did something like that, and he would do, like, dancing wrestling moves so I don't know if I want to really actually see him wrestle, unless I just can't really remember. But I would kind of be excited to see him, like, maybe be a manager or commentary. Maybe, like, you know, he's a big football fan himself, and he's actually big fucking fans of Gronk. Like, it would be fucking cool to maybe see him, like, go work for, like, I don't know, Fox Sports or something like that. Something like uh, that could use him because he was fucking hype and that was true. So I'd probably like to see him do that. But what would, he, what would you like to see happen now that he's free from WWE? I would like to see him. I could see him go to Impact uh, if he wants to wrestle still. He could probably team up with Zack Ryder again. Uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, I know Zack's been in a storyline with his former other teammates. So that may be a little bit crowd of a situation, but... His tans would definitely <laughs> it could be through threat match. I think his tans could definitely be used in, in, in impact. Impact always need people. So he's one of people who's one of the persons who could have I wanna say success, but he he would be something and over there. AEW is definitely I mean not AEW. Impact I feel has stars, but they need more star power. They need me to have more reasons to tune in, which is like I understand why Kenny Omega's there, but honestly, Kenny Omega is not enough for me. He'll I'll watch his match, but that's not enough for me to tune uh, tune in because the Kenny Omega thing, after the two weeks that I gave Impact to try again, you know, when they were promoting him being on the on uh, on the show, 
it was like the last 10 minutes and it was worthless. So, yeah, more star power would be great. And Mojo Rally, was he a giant star? No, but he's a notable name, which is good enough. Uh, Bo Dallas. I kind of already said it already. I saw someone mention this before. I kind of would have liked him to be in a tag team with The Fiend. I don't know what it would have been, but it kind of could have been cool. Whether it was a tag team or rivalry or, you know, you would have to repackage Bo Dallas no matter what you do on this one because now he's not with, you know, the Miz Taraj. That's not a thing anymore. But I would have loved to have seen him at least do something with his brother. And I don't know. I can't really speak to his world championship material because, like, I, I saw the tail end of what he was doing in NXT when I was getting into NXT. But I, I would uh, I would throw him at least with his brother. Could I don't know why they never did. You have literally two brothers that could have been a tag team. They did yeah, it. FA, they do it some. They do it a lot of the times. You know. They do. Fa Fa one of the biggest crimes of Boldass is not using him with Bray in some form of capacity. Like that to me, that's just a big crime. Because if you need to send to do with him, that was the easy way in to do some type of like mystic brother situation i don't know what it is but it could be something interesting They're like yeah i think it would have worked well off each other because they're related you know um so i think that's there a is, big crime that's true there was a one point they were thinking of even bringing in like their sister who looks a lot like bray wyatt i mean bo dallas and they were thinking of possibly doing a wyatt family legit wyatt family but they never did yeah yeah that's just a big that's a big drop drop the ball I don't know what they're thinking there. That 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 would have been the easy story to write and throw in. I don't know. Bring back the freaking. Bring back the dad and let him do something too. I don't know. They fired him too. <laughs> so like, like, yeah. I don't know. I think this is a drop ball. I think this doesn't spell great for Bray either. <laughs> and half his family got released. His character's in a pretty pretty bad place right now. But yeah, it's in a very awkward spot. <laughs> now he's like feuding with Alexa Bliss. Like. I just don't like it's. I want. I love the fiend himself, but it's also just so hard for me to get attached to him with everything around him just being weird. Like I know he's weird, but everything around him has been weird to a point that it doesn't match it in a good way. Um, what would I like to see Bo Dallas do now? Maybe uh, I don't know. Do some indie stuff for a while. Do some indie stuff and develop a new character because that's uh. I don't really know what Bo Dallas has to offer anymore, to be fair. He had the Bo leave that I, I kind of enjoyed but got annoyed with, like most people did. He went from being really faced to then he went heel. I did actually, I can remember it now, because there was that point where he was like, all you got to do is Bo leave. But then he'd <laughs> kick ass because there was t- like he was still a heel. at a. They eventually turned into a heel with that gimmick and was kicking ass. So... Uh, I don't know. Something like that maybe would be cool. I would love to see him see. I kind of want to see him in a way follow Juice Robinson's footsteps because I feel like that's the most uh, comparable I can get to him. And they kind of look the same a little bit. I don't know. A little something there. Maybe get, you know, go to New Japan, earn your chops and shit like that like Juice Robinson did. That would be my best way to know fix or you know do something with Bo Dallas that could eventually work out yeah I like that idea in Japan I think he could he could thrive there too I think one place I'd like to see him one other thing he likes him to do too is I think he would be a nice fit in the GCW world of just all those different events to do I could see him out there on Saturdays just like 
doing whatever he got to do with those people over there in GCW and doing some little indie work. Um, I can see him in NWA too. That's if that's the thing. I don't. I haven't paid attention to NWA in the recent weeks, but um, I can see him there too. I feel like he. I feel like he fits that kind of persona of of NWA, that classic feel. Um, so I could definitely see him there, uh, and especially since they have like a lot of you know promo time over this like big thing. He's good. He's good at the mic. Like, the one thing he's good at is being good at the mic. So that, that's another reason why I don't understand why they didn't use him. Uh, but yeah, I, I could see him like doing the end of way, and then maybe some G- the GCW shows um, here and there. Yeah, that would be fucking cool to see him like just be out there in the indies, because that's what a lot of GCW shows are, and we're talking about Game Changer Wrestling. They're just really a lot of times random, and um, they have just random people added onto the card. Like, I, I could already imagine, and we'll get to it in a second, like, Tucker is probably going to show up on a GCW card or something like that. But that would be cool to see him. Um, Kalisto, they really, like... I, they they kind of worked and invested in Kalisto for a while. You know, they never really developed him as a character, per se, until kind of like his last moments with the company. But, you know, he's a former tag team champion. The Lucha Dragons then turned to the Lucha House Party, and that was, like, going really well for him for a while. They decided to tear apart the Lucha House Party, or at least kick him out of the group and make him turn heel for some reason, which I just don't understand. I don't know. We haven't had, like, a good heel masked luchador in WWE, I think, ever. (laughs) So, like, you know, I don't know what they were going to go for here, but they gave up on it, and he got let go. Kalisto is fucking fire, and I probably would have just... Booked him like a fucking luchador. You know, I would book him to own your mid-card and possibly, you know, build the next Ray. I feel like that's something that they've always wanted to try and do. Build a Ray Mysterio again. Because that success that they had is undeniably, like, huge. Like, big for the 90s era of wrestling fans. But also, like, in our generation, think about it. Everyone knows, like, John Cena, Undertaker, Batista, Kane... And Rey Mysterio. Like, those are notable fucking names that were huge, that broke through the wrestling fans and are still memorable to this day. They could have used Kalisto somehow to do that. He can go crazy in the ring. He might keep up or do even more than Rey did in his prime. Yeah, the, the, I, I would have booked him. I think he could have, like, they, they always want to look for this next frame of stereo, which they're never going to find if <laughs> they keep releasing all the, all the, uh, of the Latino talent. But, you know, he could have, he could have easily been that next big luchador. They failed with Sin Cara. Uh, they failed with everybody else that they have. So he was the one of the people who, he was pretty good. And, and from what I remember in, like, NXT, yeah, he was, when he was there, he was pretty good in NXT. They could just throw him in NXT back there into the cruiser division. He definitely he could have worked probably with Santos. Um, who's the NXT champion right now? What's his name? Carrion Car- uh, Cross. No, no, the cruiser champion. Shoot, what's his name? Uh, oh, and Santos Escobar. No, the guy who just won it. Santos Escobar. Oh, the guy who just won it. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Kushida, oh my god, I couldn't, oh forget. My god. I couldn't remember his name for a second. Yeah, he could have worked well with like those type of people. Like, I, he could have easily 
brought some life into the cruiser division. There's great life into it, but they could have easily thrown him over there too. Um, he would have fit perfect in NXT back in NXT. I think he's one of the people who thrived there. He came back looking freaking diesel. Like he came up brawling and fit. So I don't know. This is, this is yeah. I would like to see him in the cruiser division. I think that's where I would have booked him personally. No, yeah, the cruiserweight division that they had for a moment, they got rid of. He was a cruiserweight champion, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was, yeah. So, you know, this didn't he beat Enzo for it? Or no, they took away from Enzo and then they gave it to him. Or did Enzo – let me – I don't remember who he beat for it. Um, but either which way, yeah, you know, give some life to that cruiser division, uh, cruiser division, yeah, cruiser weight division. You know, it's been growing so well. Uh, just throw him down there. He could have been great in NXT. But I don't know. WWE is weird. What would I like to see him now? I would like him go down to Mexico. I would like to see him go down to AEW and have a match with Ray Phoenix. Uh, back in the day, because uh, I used to watch Kalisto. Uh, what was his? I'm trying to remember his original name. I'm about to draw a blank. Uh, I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, Samurai uh, Samurai Del Sol was his original name. And he was dope in PWG. That's where I got my first taste of him. He did some crazy stuff back then. So you see what he got him now. Just, you know, you could do his crazy shit in AEW in Mexico and New Japan, stuff like that. He could do well. So I really hope Kalisto gets back out there and becomes a big name again. Yeah, I think that'd be dope. I would like to see him. I could see him down in AEW, but I think I would see him go to New Japan. Um, I think he, for high-flying stuff like that, I could see him working in New Japan pretty good. I think it's always good for someone to go to New Japan for a little bit and just, like, do something that's outside of, like, American work. Um, just to get that experience. He already has experience, but just to, like, rebuild yourself in a way. Um, he could even go to Mexico too, but I feel like he might want to do something different. So, which is why I say maybe, maybe in New Japan, but I could also see him go to ROH too. ROH it might be a good spot. Yeah, that is true. You know, I haven't really thought about adding some of these people onto ROH, but <laughs> I kind of wish ROH, like, I feel like I'm speaking weird now. I wish ROH was good again. Like, ROH was the first real thing besides PWG that got me into independent wrestling. Like, I still remember one of the first independent matches that I ever saw was Kevin Steen versus El Generico at Ladder Wars uh, during a Ladder Wars match at Final Battle. That was like, I don't know if you remember that time in wrestling, because that was something I saw in so many Facebook moments. Like, you know, back when Facebook wrestling was big, like posting about it, I feel... That was one I kept seeing every page post about. I never knew what the hell was going on. So then I finally watched the match. I was like, whoa, this is awesome. ROH is cool. They had like Matt Hardy, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, all the original stuff that had that cool ROH time from like, I want to say 2010 to like, I don't know, or 2012 all the way until, you know, when it got shitty. So yeah, that would be cool. Maybe Kaliso down there could add some fucking spice to what that what that place is now. But <laughs> yeah, that place is not doing too hot. But you know, yeah, they might need someone like Kaliso to bring them back alive. You know, they got the other guy down there. I forgot his name. Uh, I think he's the always champion in here. I could see him working with him. What? Who? <laughs> I forgot his name, but he is. I believe he's Mexican. He used to work with Andrade too in Los Angeles. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. 
Okay, he has some long hair, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll pull him up his name right now. You know, now I, I feel like we always say things hard, awfully wrong, but Rush. There you go. Rush. There you go. Yeah, him. I could never, never see him working with Rush. Yeah, we got a computer. We can fucking try and Google things. You know, we don't do that enough. <laughs> I, I I know who Rush is, but I've never seen his work. But I do want to see his work. I can say that. Uh, but ROH is just weird. Uh, Wesley Blake. That's a hard one because I just <laughs> never really watched much of Wesley Blake. I remember him with Alexa Bliss and Blake Murphy when they got introduced uh, as, I guess, what was their name? Was it like Future something? Like, what's another Google? Uh, Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy. What was their tag team name? Do you Do you know? Drawing Blake a blank. And Murphy? I think it's just Blake and Murphy. Was it just Blake and Murphy? <laughs> yeah, that, I think so. At least that's what I used to call them. I could have sworn they had a cool name. But, uh, you know, NXT champion. Then they formed the Forgotten Sons. And, you know, they, they forgot him. Then he was, like, supposed to be, like, for some reason, Baron Corbin's, like, Knights of the Round Table that they also like disbanded and like didn't give a shit about because I felt like they were with Baron Corbin once or twice and that was it. So that was that was a little weird that they just fucking abandoned that. Um what would I have done with him? Maybe, you know, add him into no, that's what WWE did was they just added him into another fucking stable. Um I would have just tried to see what his work would have been by himself. You know, maybe that was the problem. Working in a tag team ever since Buddy Murphy wasn't his thing. Put him independent on his own. See, you know, repackage him. See what fits. He has this, like, brawler type of look to him that, like, you would think he would fuck some people up. Uh, so maybe I would have tried my best to, like, you know, have him hurt people. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't really know. That's a hard one for me. Just because I, I, we were never really exposed to him enough. Because, like, I feel like once NXT, he split up with Buddy Murphy. He was just missing for a long time. And then they did the Forgotten Sons, but that barely even lasts. Yeah, he just he was just on his, like, sideline most of the time. Um, I would have just booked him. If I would have put him back with Blake, Mur- with Blake Murphy. I would have put him back with just uh, Murphy and just honestly put them in the tag, tag team again because Murphy was not doing anything for it. He did not be on TV and, uh, that often. Uh, his last major things was, was with Seth, and then that just you know that we saw the whole Ray stuff that was bad. Um, so he wasn't he's not being used right now. If Blake not being used, to me the easiest thing to do is put him back in the tag team because SmackDown already is kind of lacking in the tag team department, and Raw is especially lacking in the tag team department. So you always need more tag teams, and they already worked together in the past. So I, I would just throw them back together. Um, I think I thought I think that would have been a pretty fun. Fun thing to do, um, especially how good uh, Murphy got. So, uh, yeah, I would have done that. You know what? That's pretty fair. I, I give you that. I would do that. That would have definitely been cool. And, you know, I forgot that uh, Wesley Blake's wife is Sarah Lee, a.k.a. the winner of The Last Tough Enough. They got two kids together. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. Hey, at the very least, you know, he didn't get a real successful enough career, but he got a cool wife out of it. I actually wanted to see Sarah Lee do stuff, but that never worked out either. Um, okay, what would I like to see him do now? <sighs> Probably be a random GCW guy, kind of like what you mentioned before. <laughs> I like him to do a tour of the indies, develop a character. Like that's the thing, like him and like 
Bo Dallas kind of. Like, these are people that kind of lack the character throughout their entire time in the WWE. So developing a character that, like, would make people want to be attracted to, you know, that would be really cool. Um, and I could see, like, Wesley Blake honestly being on, like, Impact. <laughs> like, I could see him for some reason being in a tag team of, like, Eric Young. I'm surprised this guy wasn't on Sanity, you know? He looks oh, yeah. like he would have been on Sanity. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would like to see from him right now. Uh, I, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know where I would put out places that I really don't know. Um, as say go, I'll probably agree with you with the GCW thing. I, I, besides that, I don't know where he would fit. I don't think, even on Impact, I don't really think he would really do much. Um, besides just being another guy and on the show, um, he's definitely an AEW caliber. Um, he's a good wrestler, but I mean, like AW is like you know beyond beyond that. Um, I can see him in GCW. I can see I can see him on AW Dark <laughs> as like one of those a few random matches here and oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> besides, I'm sorry, but I don't want to be mean, but I just don't know where I'll put him or where. No, I can see it's him it's see. it's fair. That's pretty fair. It's just hard. We'd never. He's an, He's just one of those people WWE didn't expose us enough to. And just never really, when they did, try and do anything with it. Like, if you ask me, like, do you ever know what this man sounds like? I have no clue. <laughs> so, he could have one of the coolest voices in the world. I would never fucking know. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Anywho, Chelsea Green. Uh, Chelsea Green, you know, she did stuff. She was a former Impact Women's Champion when she had this, like, insane gimmick going on. You know? Uh, so she's definitely had potential, and she's you know she's gorgeous. She can wrestle, but WWE just never really got anywhere with her besides uh, being with um, Robert. What's oh, why am I forgetting his last name now? What is uh, Robert Stone? Is, uh, Robert Stone. There you go, Mister Robert Stone, aka what was his name again in fucking TNA? <laughs> uh, Robbie. Robbie. Robbie E. Robbie E was fucking great, and I'm still upset that WWE never tried to do that. I know it was basically Impact's version of, like, Zack Ryder, but this was dope. I really liked Robbie E. If I could compare the two, Robbie E was just so much more of a douchebag, and Zack Ryder was, like, trying to be a douche, but he was kind of a little bit too cool to be a douche, especially when, like, Long Island Z came out. Robbie E was dope, but we're not talking about Robbie E. We're talking about Chelsea Green, who was with her as Robert Stone. I like that. That was cool. I would have liked it to continue. We don't have male managers managing women, really, ever. Um, so that would have been cool to have her have him in the men's in the women's division on like Raw and SmackDown. That's what I would have liked to seen. I would have liked to seen more of her because in Impact, she was there for a bit. And she was just weird and crazy. They have stuff they could have done, you know, but WWE just fucking dropped the ball. And she's technically was officially, like, on the SmackDown brand when she got released. So it's, like, unfortunate. Yeah, that's, that's definitely unfortunate. I feel like, um, yeah, this is uh, they, didn't even get, they didn't get her a fair shot. They really didn't get her a fair shot. I, um, and this, they, they released her during a time where I, I would say SmackDown probably needs – those women superstars <laughs> like honestly like they at least had a weird at weird time so um yeah i feel bad for her i, I, I would easily just keep her in the span division she could have easily had a feud with someone like camilla well she's is she's, she's here but she could easily have a few people feud with like 
Bailey, I don't know. She could, they could throw it anyone. I think it would have been fine. She could have been a, a nice person for Bianca to face at some point. You know, they, they don't have that much talent on SmackDown that they could use at the moment, and they just release a perfectly good one, which makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, in terms of what I like to see her do now, I'd be I'd be interested to see her go back on Impact. She could do some stuff with, um, you know. Uh, Zack Ryder, obviously, Matt Cardona. That could be cool. Um, just having her go be a part of that division or even bring her to the AEW women's division. She has friends on there, too. She's friends with Britt Baker. Um, she's friends with the current women's champion in Impact right now, Deavante, or De- I always forget how to pronounce her name. Uh, Dana, Dana Peruzzo? How do you, do you know? <laughs> that I, is, know, I thought Perazzo. <laughs> Perazzo, one of the others. Either. Pronouncing names gets a little difficult. Anywho, um, to say that at the very least, you know, I would like to see her just kill it in a women's division, AEW or Impact. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was, I would like to see her. I think AEW is the ideal spot for me, but only because the, the women's division isn't bad anymore. Like it's getting good, but so I, but I still think they need more. Uh, they're still going. They're still going to need more talent. So why not bring in Chelsea Green, who's perfectly up to caliber working with the with the women wrestlers that they got now, and especially with someone like Anna Jay, who is out. Chelsea Green can easily like you know play any role or like be that extra name that they have because they did have some problems with injuries at some point at one point. Um, I could definitely see an impact too, but I feel like with impact. She already done that, so I want to see her do something else. And obviously, that would like to see her do stuff with WWE, but that didn't work out. So the next best step is, of course, in AW. Yeah, AW would be fucking sick to have her, and she could pull some fun stuff. She's actually launching a podcast. It's called Fifty Shades, the Fifty Shades of Green podcast. And uh, I'm excited to hear what she has to say because she's like in that weird land where, like, literally, she was signed to SmackDown, got injured, and they got rid of her. So I would hope to, you know, hear some good shit coming out of uh, Chelsea Green. Uh, and then we got Billy Kay. I'm going to combine Billy Kay and Peyton Royce when we talk about this one. Obviously, the answer for what I would have loved to see them do in WWE, be a fucking tag team, you know? <laughs> like, you drop the ball. People, you have a women's division. And they're not even, you're nowhere close of building, like, you know, you're six-time women tag team champions. Like, you know, like, Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks. You know, that's what you got. But, like, how many times are you going to break them up and put them back together in that case if you're ever going to do that? You know, the Iconics could have done it. At the very least, I liked where Billy Kay was at right now. You could have continued that for a bit. And then she just went on her own and became a badass. Uh, Peyton Royce, she was trying to become a badass, and you dropped it. So... You, what you were in the midst of working on what it looked like is the answer. That's what it should have been. But I guess WWE didn't really know where to bring, where to go with this. Fucking ridiculous. It isn't this one. Yeah. That, easy, easily. She could have just, both of them, you know, could have easily be back in the tech division. That was like the, they could have easily been there. But at the same time, they, they broke them up for a reason, right? The reason was to push Payne Royce. She got a pin over Bailey as as Survivor Series. So I was like, all right, maybe this is actually happened. This is gonna go somewhere. I was wrong, but you know what? They could have capitalized on that because she could have easily. There was a point in time where Oscar had no challengers. They did put her in a match against Oscar, but it wasn't really per se. I mean, 
thought those shoes gonna win, you know. But because they didn't build her up at the time, but they could they could have just built her up, then make her face Oscar, you know. Um, she could have been that fine single superstar and same same for Billy Kay, who was just finding her spot on on, on SmackDown in the team with Carmella, which you know I still would have been okay with, even though I can't be together. At least it would have get them to do something together. So there's that too. It's a, it's a fucking shame. Those are like I just didn't see those coming at all. You know, definitely on the out of nowhere positions. Um, and then what I would like to see him do now, go kill it on someone else's TV show. You know, I don't want to, I don't give a shit if they go on the indies and do some indie stuff. I want them on impact or AEW or even no, not ROH. (laughs) Um, so like, you know, go somewhere that people are going to watch you and that'll be fucking dope. And they see what they had going on. Because uh, I, I definitely think they have so much to offer. But they got screwed. They got screwed. Yeah. I, I, I would have I easily put... I'll put them on Impact. Because Impact has the tag team, the tag team titles that are actually being used properly. Um, and this is the second time at the end. They're already doing better. Um, so I, I would like to see them there to compete for those titles. And they'll build that division more too. Um and now it's in AEW too. I feel like AEW. I feel like they could thrive in AEW. They have the comedy aspect that will work really well in AEW. So I think that'd be pretty dope. Billy K is someone if if they had a split, if they split up and went separate ways and let's say, or they don't team them up together, I could see Billy K could interact really, really, really well with Dark Order. Uh, she has that quick comedic like aspect to her that will really that yeah. work really well with Dark Order. Um, Pain could. Be a soul star with, or she could paint could join Pinnacle with her husband. I don't know. I, I could care less. I like I like both of them though. But if she if they want if that's with them up, go ahead do that. Um, but I can see Billy Kay working really well with Dark Order. I think that would be funny, extremely funny. That is pretty good. I like that one. I like that one. I realize we still got to talk about the 2020 people. Uh, we could speed through that one. <laughs> um, uh, Mickey James. I kind of wish Mickey James was being used as like, you know, I wish she would have won the women's championship while she was there. You know, they brought her back to face Asuka. That was the first time that they brought her. They brought her in NXT. She fought Asuka and lost, but it was a good match. Uh, I wish at some point she just would have won the women's title and then, you know, kind of be like, I'm that vet, you know, I've been here before. I've done this. Like she was, dope as hell back in WWE in the old days. The only thing the only thing I ever hated was when they did when Piggy James was a fucking thing because of Vicky Guerrero and Lay Cool. Um that was fucking stupid. But it would be fucking sick as hell to have seen her as a woman's champion. Um it's a, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I see the, uh, the one thing I forgot to bring on Chelsea Green is I know those those talks of doing storyline between Chelsea. They were Green tweeting and each James. other a lot. Yeah, yeah, and this will do like you know, Mick James was like obsessed over Trish Trash back in the day. They're trying to do that same thing with Chelsea Green and Mickey James, and that would have been something that could have brought in really, really, really good TV. Would have been a perfect storyline to to have um, plays into the past, you know, and they didn't do it. But I would that's what I would have done, Kat. It would've it would have got both of them being used. Uh would have put some respect on Mickey James' name, um, which they haven't been doing lately. And yeah, it would have got both of them in on TV. Yeah. I mean Booker T was one that when I was listening to his pod, I forgot when exactly I was, but all I know is he was saying, like, come on, like put some respect on Mickey James' name, and they have it. Right now, what would I like to see her do? I don't know, go to Impact. 
That'd be dope. Go to AEW. Why not? You could even. Eh, I don't really care to join AEW Power with her husband Magnus, aka. Oh, uh, what does he go by now again? Oh, Nick Aldis. Uh, I don't really give a shit. You know, I don't. So, unfortunately, I want to care, but I don't. So, Impact AEW. That would be dope. That's that's my take. Yeah, I would say AEW. I feel she could be a nice coach for over there, and then she should actually be using TV. <laughs> so that's that's a plus too. And she'd just be a coach for the for the women wrestlers there and just be like a guiding light. Um and I could see, I could see her too on um an impact. She already having her history there. And she's like a she's not an impact hall of fame, that's Gilkin. But yeah, I could see an impact, you know, go back there and, and work. Hardcore country, stuff. man. No, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a sick ass theme song, even though like it was I didn't like country music at that point. I kinda do now. Uh hardcore country was pretty sick. She came off a fucking album back then, you know? I forgot about that, yeah. That's funny. But talking about impact, people, the biggest impact that happened here is the release of Samoa fucking Joe. What would I have done with him? Give him the fucking WWE championship, <laughs> give him the Universal Championship, make him Put respect on this man's name. He was my answer how you beat Roman Reigns. I didn't see any other options at this point, and I still don't. Unless they're going to wait all the way until, like, uh, I don't know, when The Rock can have some free time on his schedule. Let fucking Samoa Joe beat The Rock. I mean, beat The Rock, yeah, but also beat Roman fucking Reigns. Yeah, let him be the one who can take him take the, take the table, you know? He's Samoan. Let him fucking take this shit. Um, that's the one where it's like, you had so much potential here. His feud with AJ Styles was great. His, you know, asking about fucking Wendy. Uh, what else? His thing with Jeff Hardy, like, this video has been going viral since his release, but when he started cutting promos on everyone in the fucking ring, he's like, you know, Jeff Hardy's like, I'm about to say, and he's like, says something, he's like, hey, <laughs> Jeff, why don't you treat this like an AA meeting and shut your mouth while I'm talking? Wait your turn. Like, that was savage. That's like as savage as when, like, Enzo fucking told, like, uh, all the people in the ring, like, when he did that promo on the cruiserweight division. That was a good one. So, that's the easy answer. Just fucking use him. I know he's not medically cleared, but like, you know, look at him, evaluate him, have him see doctors of all sorts. Because think about it, like so many, like look at how just things have happened. Like people like Daniel Bryan weren't cleared. They got reevaluated. Boom. Edge. Boom. You know, Christian, all this stuff. You had, you had so much potential, Samoa Joe. Yeah. They, they, Talk about ball drop with, with this guy. I don't, I don't know how they messed this one up. Um, yeah, the, the, him or him versus Roman, I, which I, I thought he was going. I thought he was once the guy with him or Rob. I'm like, all right, we're gonna see him on SmackDown. He's gonna finally face Roman Reigns in a big match. You know, the rude tribal chief, whatever, yada yada, had the table. No, they dropped. They did not do that. They did. They just say, hey, no, we don't. Want, we don't want to work for you anymore. Um, and I feel like he, I feel like he's he's the case where. He's cleared by other doctors, but not cleared by the E doctors. And they're playing a spot where, unlike someone like Dan Bryan or like who they decide to keep instead and clear him, they probably just they probably just say, "I just cut, let's just cut losses." Um, they probably didn't see a knee for him, which sucks because I think he's a, he's a legend. Like, come on, like I don't know how you disrespect him like this. Could have easily been multi-time WWE champion by now. Um, could have had a similar path to AJ, you know. Um, this was this was a this was a botch. Uh, yeah, I would like to see him working with Roman. That was that's my that was my dream match. 
Hell yeah, I was so fucking ready for him to go against Roman, and they dropped the fucking ball. He was going to have a great moment doing that. Even if he lost, it still would have been great, but no. They fucking dropped the damn ball on that shit. <sighs> Man. Um, what else we got? Um, that's 2021. Oh yeah, wait a second. What do I want to see now? I want to see him get cleared. I want him to be healthy enough to get fucking cleared. And I want him to own New Japan, own ROH, own Impact, own AEW. I want him to have one of those, like, I wrestle everywhere now. Like, I want him to turn into what AJ Styles was back when he left Impact, where he just went everywhere and owned the indies and owned, like, anything that wasn't WWE at the time. I want him to do that right now. Yeah, I agree. I face he's in, he's in the position in his career where you know stuff is starting to dwindle down. So I wouldn't really want to see him tied down to just one spot. Um, used to be a journeyman. Used to go everywhere. We need to see him a few oh, uh, a few in the Japan matches. So on top of him versus like Ishii would be would be cool. Um, him versus Eddie Kingston would be fun. Him versus anyone at this point. Hey, I would like to see him versus CM Punk. This guy could come out retirement and do a book a match somewhere. I don't care where he's at. Yeah, that was a like a thing going around on Twitter. <laughs> yes. I saw that. So I was like, no, why not? Two guys who know each other pretty well. Let them go at it, you know, two old classic guys. And yeah, yeah. Um I just see him everywhere at this point. Just anywhere I can see him wrestle, just 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 go. Yeah, man. Like it's uh it's something like new like Samoa Joe can fucking wrestle. He's a legend. He has done some crazy fucking shit. And he deserves to be treated right. As long as his body can hold up, that's I want to see him do some fucking crazy stuff. <sighs> okay. That's 2020. Let's talk about some 2020. I mean, that was 2021. Let's talk about some 2020. Um, I don't want to spend too long on this because I don't. It's getting a little late now. <laughs> but we'll talk real quick and I'll speed around through it. Uh, okay. So we go to Aiden English. Aiden English. I liked Aiden English. What I would have liked to see him in WWE. I'll say what I like to see him do now. Let's talk about that because it's been a year removed. They're not going to do anything with them now, obviously, anymore. It's been a while to think about what they were doing back when they got released anyway. So I'll talk about him now. What I want to see Aiden English do now, He uh, he's doing some indies, very small amounts of indies, and he's a Twitch guy right now. I want AEW to sign him. Give us Rusev Day. <laughs> like, if uh, if uh, if this Rusev gimmick of, uh, of this um, Myro gimmick, I should say, that's his new name. Um, if he doesn't go over for world title gold, put him for a tag team title at the very least. You know, um, that could be cool to have. Um, or I could see him possibly being pretty interesting in Impact. I could see his, uh, his back in the day when he was just uh, the guy with the mic and he was singing. I could see that as an impact gimmick. I could, I, I would like that. I would like to see him like have a good mid card run there, but he's uh, just doing the Indies now. So yeah. You talking about Aiden English? That is who I'm talking about. I, I don't know. I, I, I was never a big fan of him. Even the Rusev of day stuff, I was really too crazy about him, but you know, I he's, did, want... he's he's married to Eddie Guerrero's daughter, so I wanted to do well. Oh, that's right, he is. And wait, was she working with AEW at one point as an announcer? She did announce, yeah. And then Vicky works there. I can see, I can see him over there in AEW, Rooster's Day, you know, maybe do like a little thing. 
Um, that'd be cool if, if, if you're ready to come back to like TV, <laughs> if, if you're just doing indie stuff, or if you want to ease back into Impact, is a good spot, or ROH, or MLW. MLW needs people too. I forgot, I forgot about them actually. <laughs> Not thinking about the last batch of people, so yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like when I said, like, you know, I didn't out throw them to MLW, but I inc- I included them in my head in a way. Like, they, <laughs> I would like them to go there anyway, you know, I didn't include them. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, it in English, you know, married to a Guerrero, so by default, I want him to do great. <laughs> um, okay, um, what else? Kurt Hawkins? I like what he's doing right now. I'm going to also tune in because their pay-per-view revolution or yeah, not revolution, whatever it's called resistance. It's called something. Uh, anywho, um, uh, he's having a feud with Zack Ryder. They could have always have done that back in the WWE days, but they didn't. So if he has a feud with, uh, AKA, um, Matt Cardona right now, I'm going to tune in to see their match and it's rebellion there you go so i'm gonna see that right now he's doing an eye patch gimmick i don't know what happened to his eye but he's still feuding with uh matt cardona so brian myers aka kurt hawkins i like this stuff i'm happy he found his way into television again or some form same with matt cardona so yeah actually i'm gonna tie the i'm gonna no we'll get to that okay what would you like to see mr brian myers do right now yeah, I think he's doing good. I think, I think he's doing good for himself in the AW. Sorry, Impact right now. So I, I think he's doing well there, and I think um, him and Zach Ryder could continue doing their thing together. Uh, so I think that'd be pretty dope. Um, beyond that, I see him win some type of championship. I don't think he has he ever held a title because that's not a tag team title. I don't think so. So I don't know if he's probably too big for for uh, X Division title. But I don't even know if there's a weight limit for X Division anymore. So I could see him in there when probably win that title at some point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Drake Maverick. Uh, well, he's with WWE, so he doesn't count anymore. They brought him back. Props to Drake Maverick. I like that. EC3, he's signed for ROH. He was kind of, yeah, he was on Impact, but not really anymore now. I don't know. Uh, I kind of missed the one presenter gimmick, not gonna lie. I don't really know... I don't really have too much of an opinion on his current stuff right now, besides I need to see more of him. But he's trying to be like a badass in a way, but also like a weird badass. I don't know. He's like very much like trying to be stoic and, you know, very wise with his new gimmick. I I really like the EC3 gimmick from back in the day. That was cool. It never worked in WWE because he was there for a cup of coffee in my eyes. Um, I kind of wish 1% came back. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't like his current gimmick. Uh, I saw some stuff from Mario Wake from watching there. What was it? Some something anniversary show, and then I saw some promos that he cut to. And I don't know. His kind of just seems weird. It doesn't fit him. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like something he could pull off. Um, so I had to see him go back to his normal character. Or yeah, I actually don't want to even want him to work. in I don't know. All right, he should just go to Impact full time <laughs> instead of being all Wake. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know this is his thing, you know, this was his, because I think he took the, you know, being fired from WWE really hard, because, I mean, think about it, he was talking about, like, create your own narrative, this is like, it drove him to this character, and I know he's trying his best, but 
I liked his old one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, let's keep it going. Epico. Epico. I'm going to combine Epico with Primo. Primo Cologne. The Cologne brothers. The Los Manadores, which I fucking hated. Um, I'm going to combine them into two. I liked them to just, you know, they could possibly be good in a New Japan's tag team division. I could like to see them, like, in the tag team division. That would be pretty sick. Um, juniors, the junior side of things would be dope. I think they could still go, but I don't think they, I don't think they wrestle anymore. At the very least, maybe Primo does, but I don't think so. I don't know. We shared the same last name and we're both Puerto Rican. (laughs) I just wanted to see them do something cool, but I don't know if they plan to. Yeah, I have no clue what they're doing. I I, I would like them to see them team up with Colito to like a three-man team, you know, with the Cologne family together. I don't know where I would like to see it. They could be anywhere, honestly. But I think it would be cool. I don't think they have a team, all three of them team up together before. And if they have, I definitely remember it. So I think that would be pretty fun. Yeah, they only did Primo and uh, Carlito. Mm, so yeah. it would be nice. Eric Young, uh, I could live with what he's doing in uh, TNA right now. He, uh, in Impact, he won the title. So eh, they're using him. That's very mm-hmm. good. That's all I want. I'm happy. I don't need any more. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's doing. I think he's doing good for himself right now. And uh, he did he won the he won the title for like a day, <laughs> for like a little while, and then he lost it again. So I mean, I, yeah, he, it that. wasn't for a day, but he he definitely <laughs> won it. <laughs> so at least he won the title for a hot second, which is dope. So good for him. You know, I think he's fine where he's at. Yeah, he's fine where he's at. If if I had to say if I wanted to do anything, I wish he was kind of like that stupid Eric Young from back in like <laughs> when they turned him into Daniel Bryan, kind of. I kind of like that. But uh, if not, it is what it is. Um, Heath Slater. He's on impact, but he got injured. I just want him to do well. I want him to do well and eventually go to WWE and complete the 3MB cycle of gets released or doesn't get used and out of nowhere becomes WWE champion. I want Heath Slater to do that because he got kids. He got kids. Uh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. He, I forgot he was in. He got injured, right? Yeah, he got injured at Bound for Glory or one of those in the like battle in the battle royal slash Royal Rumble gimmick that they have, where it's like. You guys wrestle until the last two people, and then you like fuck each other up or something. Or I think AEW does that, or one. Well, they both kind of do. Um, so yeah, he got injured doing that. Uh, that sucks. So uh, yeah, I think yeah, I, I, I hope he, I hope well, I hope for him to do. You know, I hope when he's since he's injured, I hope this is all a plot for him to get brawlic. Like I'm talking Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal, brawlic, come through Impact, becomes a big star, win the title, and goes back to the uh, this the process of three man band. All become day champions needs to be complete, um, and I hope that's the case here. Hell yeah! Um, okay, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. I'm gonna combine the two because they're already a tag team, and they're doing their stuff in Impact, and they're doing their stuff in AEW. They were the tag team champions there. They will probably become in, uh, AEW tag team champions. I feel at some point, um, it would be cool to see them go to New Japan. They were a cool tag team. I like them. I never really hated them. Right now, they're in a weird spot with this Kenny Omega stuff, and now it's like the Young Bucks are in it. I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, I got to get used to it, but just uh, be do what they're already doing is my best way to say it. They have an Impact title match against Finn Juice this weekend at Rebellion. So um, 
I'd be excited to see what they continue to do with this whole Bullet Club 2.0 going on, you know? Yeah, I kind of I hate this team at this point in my, in my time right now. I don't, know, I don't <laughs> find them interesting anymore. It was cool back in the days when they've been WWE and stuff like that, but now I'm just kind of sick of them. Um, I don't know. I hope they don't win the towels back. <laughs> no, honestly, I think, I think I'd rather just keep my fingers. Um, and I hope I hope the Bullet Club team becomes interesting at some point. For me, it's not interesting yet. So, yeah. But maybe because I don't have the ties to Bullet Club as someone else might have because I didn't watch Bullet Club when it was hot. Yeah, no, I, I love Bullet Club. So, hopefully, let's see what goes on there. Um, Kurt Angle was also a release. I'm fine with Kurt Angle being retired, <laughs> to be honest. Um, that's that's where I'm going to keep that one at. I'm going to say retired is okay. Or, you know, once in a while. Part-timer type thing. Very part-timer. As long as, long as he could go and he's not hurting himself, maybe a couple of matches here and there. Maybe go to AEW and you know give some guidance. But yeah, what do you think, Wade? I think I think that man is done. He needs he can't turn his neck all the way. If he can't turn your neck at that point, I think you just need to just retire and just call it a day. Um, but yeah, I think yes, he can't move his neck. <laughs> at that point, I wouldn't even continue to to wrestle that much. Um, he got his milk brand, so continue making your milk, man. Uh, if I see him in stores one day, I'll pick it up. And support you there. I didn't know Kurt Angle has a milk brand. I gotta have to check that out. I didn't know that's that's an actual thing. Yeah, he has a, he has his own milk brand. So you know, if if you if you're interested in trying new milk out, honestly, I I really something that like milk that doesn't come in like a jug gallon or milk that comes in like smaller packages tastes way better than you would get in a jug. I don't know why it just it just happens to be that way. And I think Kurt Angle's milk pipe probably tastes really good. <laughs> Interesting. I, I'm trying to get into. Um, I'm trying to see if I could get into uh, oat milk because I hear that's a lot better than for you. I know you know a lot of people say like you know growing up everyone's like yo milk is the best blah 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 like this is good for you. But every now and then I hear everyone saying how horrible milk is and apparently like as humans we're not even supposed to digest milk. But I don't know. Interesting stuff there. But I'm interested in that. And Kurt Angle has a podcast now. He's tied up with that whole network that has, like, the 87-week podcast, I'm pretty sure, and stuff like that. Um, I think so. And I want to hear his podcast. I would love to hear what Kurt Angle has to say about certain things. So I definitely want to check that out. Leo Rush. Leo Rush could have been that tag team division guy in the WWE. And they, I mean, that cruiserweight and tag team. And just, like, he could have been that dude. And they screwed him over. Like, that was, like, a release I wasn't happy about for sure because I'm like, this dude has so much potential. Leo Rush was one of the most talked about guys in the indies for a long time when, like, the indie division was just such a, like, a different time back in the day and it was hard to not be one of those most talked about guys. He was on there. And the fact that they got rid of him, it sucked. But he's doing great on the indies now. He's doing great. And he's with MLW. And he's a champion there. And what else would I like to see with him? I like to see him on a more, I'm not saying MLW is not a big brand, but they're becoming one slowly. But if he doesn't just help build that up, then I would love to see him go on AEW or Impact. I know he's had some matches in New Japan, so I I would love to see him continue to pull that off too. Yeah. um, 
Uh, yeah, just I, I hate that he got released. Um, he would have been perfect for her business and the whole current Bobby storyline. Anyway, though, um, I don't see him back in WWE. I feel like WWE him for no reason. <laughs> um, I feel like that he could, he could he was doing decent in NXT when they when they took when they decided to release him. So I will I will, I will hope one day he could come back there. But for right now, if he can't, or if they don't want him, uh, I think what he's doing is fine. I think he's doing decent good stuff at GCW. Um, in Japan, so I could say maybe W two. I think that'd be pretty dope. Hell yeah, he's doing his indie run right now is dope. So I would love to see some cool stuff happen with him. Um, then we got. Uh, I'm trying to look at this list. Mike Kyoto, a referee. Just why? Why? Mike Kyoto <laughs> has been there for so long. If I to stay on this for like a short second, because he's not as like you know like the wrestlers, but he was such a good thing to have, and you got rid of him. Fuck you. I don't think if AEW signed him, I know he was there for a match, but I don't think they signed him from what I can see because I don't think I've noticed Mike Kyoto anymore. So I want someone to pick him up, and that's all I can say. That's all. That's that's most. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was one match. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe he retired. I don't know. He, he was getting pretty old. So if he did retire, I, I can respect that. Um, but I mean... Uh, he can still referee. I mean, I think he can still go. So if they, they want to sign full time, maybe Impact if the need, Impact needs more referees, I can see him there too. But if he wants to retire, so be it, man. He, he had a long career anyway. Hell yeah, good for him. Um, where else are we? Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis. Uh, well, Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis. They're on ROH right now, and that's where I actually fell in love with Mike Bennett back then. He was really fucking good in ROH and in Impact when he was the miracle Mike Bennett, and it just unfortunately didn't work out for him. You know, WWE brought him up. I don't remember him even really in NXT, to be honest. I think that was, he was like, he somehow got put on the main roster, right? Um, I don't remember NXT either. I think they just brought him onto the main. They did like that AJ thing, but it didn't work. And <laughs> he could have been probably really fucking good in NXT, but they didn't do that to Mike Bennett for whatever reason. But I thought Mike Bennett was really fucking good. I've always loved Maria too. Um, she was one of those weird like uh, divas back in the day that like definitely wasn't good at wrestling, but like was very just attractive. What got people interesting back in a time like that. Um, but then her stuff in ROH, you know, she was the queen of ROH and, you know, she like, she was just a good heel manager for a while to help to be like that side with Mike Bennett. Um, I like, I wish he was not on ROH because I don't watch ROH. That's what I'm going to say. I wish he was on AEW with the miracle gimmick or the gimmick he did have with the kingdom. You know, remember he was with Adam Cole, uh, Matt Taven, who I've never really gotten to like, but I like the kingdom. Uh, so to see him do some cool shit on a company that I would watch is something I'd like Mike Bennett to do. Yeah, uh, uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I don't think go to ROH. I think he's there. Uh, if he's there right now, so him and Maria could continue doing the ROH stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have any big. I never, I never really too big into him. I wasn't really behind the gimmick or anything like that. And then the whole the whole Maria pregnant stuff was just way out of the way. It was it was out of hand. Um, out of pocket for WWE to do that to do that storyline to the poor guy. Um, 
I think he just needs to go our way to get some respect on his name and pretty much it. Yeah, for sure. And and the problem is, if you ever watched him, if like for people that know who Mike Bennett is, he has so much potential. He was like, I was very shocked that it didn't work because when I saw him in ROH, like he was one of the first people I got introduced in ROH. I'm like, that dude is star caliber. He is a star and they really dropped the ball, which I just can't believe. And I know he had some, like, maybe, like, some drug problems or alcohol problems also. But he he really worked hard. He really fucking worked hard, and they dropped the ball on the dude. Big disappointment. Um, And here we'll add this one. No way, Jose? <laughs> I know, uh, no, no way, Jose was cool for the dance, and that was it. <laughs> I, I never really got into him. If I could copy what I said before, if he could follow Juice Robinson footstep, that would be cool, you know, do a Juice Robinson type thing. He seemed like he could have been something just if you gave him a different gimmick because that's, that's one of those things where it's like you're, you're good in NXT because it's a small crowd. You bring him onto the main roster, you're, you're, you're done, you're lost, especially with a gimmick like that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the best big fact. Um... I, you know, it's kind of funny, though, because, like, Juice Robinson had a similar gimmick to him. Was it him? No, it wasn't him. But he had a weird gimmick, too. I'm thinking of Adam Rose, who is, doesn't wrestle no more. That was I an think. Adam Rose thing, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this guy. He does look like, he does, he does look like Juice Robinson a little bit, in a way. Um, I can see him. I don't know. Maybe he, could, maybe he might surprise people and just turn to be this mega star. I don't know where it's, where it's going to be at. Maybe ROH, maybe to Japan. Um but please don't do that gimmick ever again. <laughs> no, honestly, that was, that, was, that was a downfall from the start. Uh, I can't get behind those type of gimmicks. Yeah, that was just really fucking bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> Oof. That was really bad. I just I, – I, it's I, ho- I hope the best for him because you never really could see what he had in there. Uh, Rowan. I don't know why AEW didn't sign him, to be honest. I don't know if it would have been like a – we feel bad for you, so like we'll sign you, and maybe he didn't want to, but I'm surprised he's not signed with AEW since the passing of Brody Lee. Rest in peace. Um, I saw him do one indie match. That was it. Uh, I don't know what he's trying to do right now, or if he's having a problem being booked, or maybe he's really having a hard time dealing with Brody Lee passing. I'm not too sure. Like seeing him come out to AEW that one time. And him crying and holding up the sign, that was uh, was a sad moment. But I would like to see him get out there and just be a fucking monster. Just be a beast. Be a monster. Yeah, he's an interesting one. I thought he would have signed with AEW, but then and it was nice to see him on that brilliantly tribute show. Um, I really don't know what to do with him. I mean, I'm sorry. Not what he, what he do, what do with him, but I don't know what he does because it doesn't seem like he's – I don't know. Like I said, I don't like. I don't know where he's at right now. Maybe he doesn't want to wrestle no more. Like, I don't know what, what his plan is. I know he did interviews out there, at least from the E, and then and then you know, um, and talk, he talked about like experience there, stuff like that. So maybe he might go for an indie run somewhere. But yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, but I will, I hope the best for him. Uh, Sarah Logan, Sarah and Logan is married to Eric, I believe, or yeah, Eric of the Viking Raiders. She had a kid. And then either she's having a kid or just had a kid. Um, 
I can't really say much to her besides I hope she's a great mother. And I don't know what else. That's, that's, that's one that never grew on me ever in <laughs> their time there, especially when they were part of the original ride squad. I think she was a part of that original thing when it was called that, right? Yeah. Something there was it was one that random time when there was like two random women groups that got created around the same two week span on Raw and SmackDown. Um Yeah, that's all I gotta say. It's no offense, Sarah Logan. I'm sorry if you hear this. <laughs> I think she's a MAGA, so I don't care. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, never mind. So, no, I have no I have I don't sorry, I don't know what you do. I don't care what you do. <laughs> Post the <laughs> You're a Trump supporter. That's I'll leave at that. Uh, bad fucking name. Uh, Rusev, a.k.a. Myro, right now, AEW star. Give him a title. Make him be a beast. Use him the way WWE dropped the ball at. Because think about it, when he first came out, when he was Alexander Rusev on NXT, he was fucking going crazy. And then when he was just Rusev on the main brand, he got crazy. Then they slowed him down. Then they partnered him with Aiden English, and he got over with Rusev Day. That was crazy over at a time. And they dropped the fucking ball. So now, he's with AEW. I want him to be a murderer and just destroy people and become a champion. Yeah, I think they found the path for him. I remember, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, we had a promo talking about titles and stuff like that. He want to go for gold. So easily, I say easily, the most realistic route is to face Darby Allen, take Tal Boy from him. Um, unless Jungle Boy wins tomorrow, which I hope he does. But, you know, if he doesn't, that's okay. Um, but definitely see him going for TNT title. I don't see the path for him for AW just yet because Kenny Omega is going to dominate that division for a while. But once that path does clear, I'd like to see him on the front of the line. Hell yeah. And now, finally, I think this is finally, we got Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cardona. Dude, he um, a lot, he said it before, and I know he was trying to be humble, but at the same time, maybe he was a little bit upset, but it's true. If it wasn't for him, it would have eventually made it to WWE, you know? But he helped bring social media into the limelight for the WWE at a time when it wasn't important to them. And that was at the very growth of it. And he was, like, fucking leading the charge. And his his Z-Long Island's true story was one of my favorite things to watch every fucking week. I was watching it religiously. And it was really fucking good. So I'm happy he got himself over. But WWE dropped the fucking ball and just never really letting him be, you know... I feel like their mid-card changes just as much as their main like scene their main title scene but it changes in a way that it doesn't matter because like the mid card is the most revolving door one i want to say because the main main roster very consistent of who's your main stars very consistent it never really changes too much but your mid-tier division changes up every other day i feel and he just never got a chance to really make it in there Right now he's doing his stuff in Impact. I would like him to just, you know, keep doing his thing and maybe become a world champion somewhere. I don't know where. I would love to see him maybe even go to New Japan and just, like, learn that style because then that would just make him more of, like, an actual wrestler because I feel like he's more entertainer than wrestler at a lot of times. It feels like that vibe comes off, but he's not, like, a Miz. He's not, like, one of those, like, talk show people, even though he did have that. And he does have a podcast, too. They got podcasts with, with him and Brian Myers. 
Um, I would just like him to get more promo time and just become what he always said he could have been. You know, I definitely wish the boyhood dream that everyone talks about, like when it happened to Shawn Michaels, I would love to see that happen to Zack Ryder. I would like out of of anyone in that class, you know, there's a lot of them, but I would love to see him the most get sworn to the sky at some point. And I don't know, maybe it's just because like, that was like someone I really fell into during uh, my like height of it in high school. And I remember when he won the United States title, or no, he didn't win the United States title at MSG, but the crowd at MSG at Survivor Series, the one The Rock was at, I was there, and they wanted Zack Ryder so fucking much. And when they brought him out there to do the zigs, uh, the, the Rough Rider on uh, Dolph, the fucking stadium, well, the, the MSG almost fucking exploded. So that's my take on Zack Ryder. This is crazy how over he was, and they just did not care. <laughs> like, they just didn't care enough. The and original like, guy to get himself over by himself. Right. And, like, another thing that bothers me, too, is when he won the Intercontinental at Mania, he dropped it the next night. They just did it for the pop, which is, like, yeah, disrespectful, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of sad that he – wasn't he didn't stay in AW full time because I would have definitely prefer him did Impact. Impact is fine, but AW just a bigger stage to be on. Um, not sure what happened there, why he didn't sign. Well, if there's a fallout, whatever, yada yada. Um, but I like to see him back there instead of Impact. But for now, in Impact, he's fine. Uh, he's at least gets to work with Brian Myers and his friend. He gets to do some cool stuff and maybe might be working with Mojo soon. So yeah. I think he'll be back in AEW at some point. He has a lot of connections there. Think about it. He got Cody. Yeah. He got Britt Baker there, who his wife is good friends with and shit. So, like, he has some good connections. I think he'll be back. I think maybe he wants to, like, you know, just have some freedom. And especially knowing that Brian Myers went to Impact, um, I definitely think he definitely wanted to get some work with him. So, that is the class of 2020, April 15th releases. One of the worst days in wrestling history, two years in a row. And I hope it's not a three-peat, you know? <laughs> I hope fucking LeBron comes and fucks up a three-peat or whatever, you know? Like, Jesus, man. But let's hope for the best for these guys. Uh, I hope for the best. Uh, I hope they all find work within the, with, after these 90 days. And uh, I heard Joe's trying to work out his 90-day clause. Hopefully, they, they let him out of that because he, he deserves to be let out of that 90-day clause. He ain't getting any younger. Um, yeah, I hope these guys do well. Hell fucking yeah, because this WWE is fucking ridiculous. What the hell has happened to this business? That's right, Batista. Well, I think that's about time. I think I could say we are done with the show. It was a good one. I like talking about this. It was a different topic that we got into and for the first time of like something different rather than just reviewing a damn show. So I hope you guys liked it at home. I know I had a good time doing it. I feel like Quale maybe had a good time doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I did, I did have a good time. I like talking about things that may or may not happen. <laughs> well, let's hope it happens. So with all that being said, people, I hope you guys like the show. No episode for wrestling next week so just be remember that everyone take care peace out